motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. Where the stars in this piece of shit? I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? I am OG. Oh, look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. Monty. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot com. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? You know, fun fact, guys. Yeah? I don't like the new Incubus. And I say new Incubus from, like, 2001 up. So you like you, you like up to uh, Science. I love Science. Science is an amazing album. It's probably one of their best albums. For sure. And then everything post-Science. Because it was a fairly radical... It was a morning view after Science. Yeah, was, it, was okay it, was, it was a fairly and, radical tone change. No, yeah. I love when people go like, oh, but they got to change. They got to evolve. No, not them. I, I like... I mean, I, honestly, I like both of them. Um, for different reasons and fungus among us, uh, but uh, but I like I like science. Science is, a, is an amazing album. I'm not gonna lie, it's one of my favorites. It's good and bass. I was a fan of science long before the change. It's, I like it's all about, about that baseline and yeah, that. yeah, it's good stuff. Rice sandwich. I know everything you're talking. You know about the, right the now. best, the, yeah. the most, the most telling thing about the difference between science and everything after it is that science was produced by Mike Patton of Faith No More fame, and a lot of the album sounds like it's heavily influenced by Faith No More. It was, it's very. You know what my favorite squid, part about this squid. conversation is what? when I edit out Kev. Yeah, <laughs> just mute the track because you know I, I I have the power. <laughs> you wield that power. How you mightily. doing, sir? Wakey wakey, eggs and bakey. Oh, uh, oh, oh, hello. What time is are it? We, are we? Doing, are we doing a show about pop culture or fucking music? And not even good music at that. Oh, how that, dare you. That's an opinion. Now, now, Incubus, now we're starting. Incubus, is, is, that the, is that the group that did uh, the theme uh, for South Park? No, Primus. That was Primus. Yes, I know. Yeah. Joke. Uh, was the point is no bad, one cares. Bad, it was a bad I joke. Mean, I mean, Primus is a good band too, though. Selling the seas of milk and cheese? Come on. They're all good bands. Winona did, in fact, have a big brown beaver. Welcome to this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. No one knows that she had a big brown beaver. Nobody. Primus fans do. Somebody does. Saying. We're sorry. I know she slept with probably that whole band, but I still maintain no one knows for sure. (laughs) We are classy as always. AF. Classy AF. Classy AF. Hey, listen, uh, you know... She's the mom in Stranger Things, so you know <laughs> it actually qualifies to be talked about on this program. There you go. There you go. 
Which is episode, by the way, 557 of this lovely yeah. podcast, gentlemen, that we are calling... Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Sit down. Prepared to be prepared. Uh-oh. What on earth could that mean? Well, Big Kev, I don't know if you are aware, but people need to be prepared for something amazing. Something awesome. Well, this is your opinion, but uh, <laughs> I, I think they just need to be prepared. Big Kev's new stuff. For, what's that sandwich? Big Kev's news stuff. New Big stuff. Kev's news Stuff? News, yeah. not nude yeah. stuff. News. Oh, nude. God. <laughs> that that violates someone's TOS, I'm there's, sure. There's, that's another kind of podcast, sir. <laughs> wow. Or at least something on HBO. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Perhaps, yeah. Lots of stuff going on. Big Beaner, sloppy oh, wiener. <laughs> God. With your damn. host, Rod so, uh, Well, the reason we're calling it Prepare to Be Prepared, uh, I'm just going to come right out and say it. Uh, after careful consideration um, and uh, uh, some uh, uh, incredible forethought, uh, I'm prepared to make this announcement right now uh, on Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 557. Um, and that announcement is that next week we will have an announcement. Now, I've, I've thought long and hard about that, uh, that announcement, and I want you to know that a lot of thought went into it. And so I'm going to repeat it again so that everybody understands. Next week, we will have an announcement, and that is this week's announcement. That's, that's, a, that's a hefty announcement. That's pretty legit right it there. carries weight. You know, we also have another announcement Uh-oh. that we need to hit on. Go for it. The Begathon. Ooh. That's not an announcement. That's a plead. <laughs> Begging, plea, desperation. Plead. I mean, however you want to phrase it. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to softball plead it a little bit. It. Sandwich. Yes. Why don't you talk to the good people at home about the Begathon? Oh, I wasn't prepared for this. Come on, you guys. Uh, Come on. Basically. Oh, I see I see why you yelled at me when I came here. It's kind of nice. I get it now, OG. We at Big Kev's Geek Stuff are begging, pleading, looking to the gods for your cold hard cash to get to Comic-Con, to get to other places maybe, probably not. Um, it was a cold hard cash. At least through Hola. the tunnels into New York City. Yes. Uh, I, I, I do want to further clarify, just, just before you continue forward, we will take the cash of atheists as well. <laughs> not focus on, just on the gods. No, yeah. I, I, we, listen, cash is cash. We, no gods, gods, whoever you got, as long as it's cash, that's all we need. We need <laughs> yours. That's right. No, okay. No, no. This is, come on. This is a learning moment for Sandwich. Let's, let's try to guide him a little. Very okay, true. Sandwich. So we want their money. Why? To go to Comic-Con? Good, good. And what other things does the uh, Begathon uh, provide funds for? Big Kev's Geek Stuff Life. <laughs> Big Kev's Geek Stuff what? Life. Life? The, the lifestyle we live by being part of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. I Love. see. Well, if we were Biggie Smalls, I would probably agree with you. But this is not Biggie Smalls Geek Stuff. It's Big Kev's Geek. So what other... What That'd other be a better podcast. That, 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 what other things do you think, Mr. Sandwich, are things that we have to pay for on a you know, semi-regular basis that the funds might be used for? I believe in you. I, d- I don't. <laughs> uh... Okay, well then, this is a it's a good teaching moment. Well, Mister Sandwich, we pay for things like site hosting. Yes, so that's our nice guess. great website or our future great website, <laughs> BK Geek Stuff, 
and, and all the subsidiaries, including uh, Big Kev Eats stuff, those are paid for uh, out of the funds uh, that we collect through the Begathon and Patreon and some of the other um, uh, some of the other uh, uh, ways funds that we that we acquire over the years. We also pay for um, our domains, which is you know. Big Kev's Geek Stuff, BK Geek Stuff, all of those websites, you know, you got to pay for those every, is it every year, OG? I forget. Uh, domains are every six months. Hosting is every year. Right. And so we have to pay those bills so that we can continue to have a program. Additionally, Mr. Sandwich, the, um, the microphone that you sit in front of and other equipment also gets paid for out of the funds that we collect through events like the Begathon and like our, our incredible raffles uh, really? coming up at New York Comic Con this year. And uh, yeah, and, and other things as well. Patreon, I mentioned that earlier, I'm sure. Hey, fun fact, and, uh, fun fact, Kev, um, the sandwich is taking notes. I'm, I'm glad the sandwich is taking I'm notes. I'm impressed. This is, a, this is a guy, this is a guy, the sandwich, who wants to learn. He, he, wrote beer. he wrote beer. He wrote beer down. That's the reason why we collected. <laughs> he wrote beer on the paper. He wrote beer. Did you really write beer on the paper? Well, he pulled that up to Instagram. I can verify, in fact, that beer is written on this paper. Well, oh, okay. phone screen, but yes, Thank it you is for that there. Verification. It is there. Uh, so, so now you know some of the things, and there are other things as well, like um, parking for New York Comic Con is oh, also geez. something that we pay for. That's almost as expensive as the booth. Almost. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, things like that. You know, occasionally OG and I would like to have a sandwich, coffee at New York Comic Con. So, you know, these are all show related uh, expenses that come out of things like the Begathon. Now, Mr. Sandwich, I know you've been paying attention. I know you were, you know, you were there last week when OG went over how people can participate in the Begathon. I was wondering if you could, I was wondering if you could share maybe some of those methods. Uh, there's a PayPal. Ooh, look at you! Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. You didn't say with confidence, but you said it. I gold believe. star right on his forehead. OG, let's get some gold stars in there so we can start. I'll just do recognize. I'll just do it in Sharpie. Don't worry. Do we have more beer you know, here? Yeah, you know, pounding yes. that beer is not going to help you remember things, Mister Sandwich. No, but it'll make so, the show pretty interesting. Uh, so, all right, there's a PayPal. Do you know what the PayPal is? Uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff? Add. Uh, Gmail? There you go. Look that at you. That is correct. Wow, this is quite a day. That so, <laughs> that's right. So, people interested in contributing to uh, the Begathon uh, can go right to PayPal and go to Big Kev's Geek Stuff at gmail.com. Uh, and we accept donations. Now, now uh, Mr. Sandwich, we accept donations only in certain amounts. Is that correct? You got this. Come on. I believe in you. Yes? No, I'm sorry. The answer is no. We accept donations. <laughs> I didn't know if you helped me. <laughs> Any amount because they want you to learn. Because you are the weakest link. Goodbye. By the time the Begathon is finished, you will know more about the Begathon than OG. <laughs> That's the goal. No, we accept any any dollar amounts, uh, Mr. Sandwich, and they can donate them right over there. So if they go to PayPal, they can do that. Is there any other way that they can uh, uh, access the, the PayPal donations? Any other way that you can think of? Patreon? 
Mm-hmm. Well, Patreon does uh, does uh, provide funds to the show, and people should join Patreon. And uh, I'm going to let uh, Mr. Nick explain the benefits of Patreon. Well, Mr. Kev, because of uh, Glorious Patreon, people are able to get a whole bunch of perks uh, as being part of the Big Kev Geek Stuff community. Hey, uh, OG, you know, you're not aware of this, but if you drink a beer, you shouldn't smack it against the microphone. Shh. Drinking. And not a good, not a good job at it either. All right. Anyway, I was trying to keep it out of the Instagram picture feed, so I had it off to the right. I'm distracted well, by sandwich well, over here. Well, as sandwich pounds beers, <laughs> out I mean, of beer. I, I'm sipping mine. Don't you worry, know, like sandwich. a proper gentleman. No, and here's the thing, sandwich, Kev. Here's don't the worry. thing. I'm still six thousand miles away. You got at least a week and a half before you should be this concerned. Now, Kev, here's the thing. If you're a part of Patreon, you can see these clowns making asses of themselves on the Instagram feed. Because that's exclusive to the Patreon folks. Also, they can get the bonus show, which is something that yours truly records either on a Saturday or Sunday. Depends how hungover I am or how much work I got (laughs) to do around the house. Uh, And you get the vintage episodes of... uh, uh, Big Kev and OG uh, when OG wasn't as old as he is now that's right um, I believe right now we're in like episode 40 something something right yeah, my now my hair hadn't migrated yet wow <laughs> you actually uh, just, oh yes it y- oh think, yes it did <laughs> no not quite my, my hair was still in Brooklyn and hadn't made it down to Boca yet uh, oh I, gotcha I think at this point uh, you're only a few episodes after you got married if I recall correctly oh okay wow yeah so that, that's where yeah. we stand right now All right. Uh, you can also did we talk about did we talk about my incredible best man speech at OG's wedding? Did we talk uh, about that on the show? You, there was the bachelor party. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, speech. I don't recall on the speech, to be honest with you. It's the end of that you know year. How crazy, you know how crazy that bachelor party was? I don't even remember that. <laughs> that says a lot right there, actually. It was a good time to be had by all. What year, what year was that? There were broken limbs uh, in 2006 that's a lot of episodes yeah and you know what you but, can listen to them all yes as part of the Patreon that's right uh, we also have something if you want to advertise on this show we do you can, can, you can uh, be a part of the show via that way mm. and uh, there's just lots of good stuff but honestly one of my favorite perks is the discord you get to talk to everybody talk with the geek stuff community interact with a us a burgeoning community over on Patreon it's a, it's a lot of fun you learn a little few things you share some ideas with uh, what's out there you learn about some shows which I'm a big fan of and uh well there's just well, there's, there's just a lot of good stuff for not a whole hell of a lot well, of money thank you professor nick now let's get back to the question at hand mr sandwich you were thinking about this in the meantime i hope absolutely i hope I was opening. i came up with nothing i feel you like one of us should have like a chicken and a slow roaster in the background <laughs> this is starting to feel like a ron popeil infomercial wow <laughs> Okay, do- then I'll, ju- I'll, I'll cut it short for this week and give you a homework assignment, Mr. Sandwich. I'd like to know everything there is to know about the Begathon for the show next week. Okay? Sure. And you can go to the website is where you'll find the PayPal button that I'm graciously <laughs> trying to pull out of you. Uh, you can go right over to BK Geek Stuff and you can press that button and do your Begathoning over there. And with that, OG, we will bring this episode up. No, no, we have a hell of a lot more show to do, sir. Big Kev's Begathon to a close. No. No, we won't ever. Be dialing, people. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think we should go into our first story. I think we should go into our first story. (laughs) Sure. uh, Which is the fact that Apple TV Plus 
uh, has finally kind of uh, some more details are rolling out. Yeah, uh, it's going to be coming out at four ninety nine a month. Yeah, uh, this uh, happened earlier today in their uh, their big. Uh, uh, twice a year the event. Keynote. The mm-hmm. keynote. I don't know if they're calling it keynotes anymore. I think they're special events, technically. Right. Um, but so it's launching November first at four ninety nine a month, which is really undercutting uh, Disney and Netflix, even to the point where their stock w- went down for the two companies because of it. The funniest part about this article to me is the is the um, insistent comparison to Disney, which I don't think that anybody should be doing. I don't, I totally agree with you 100%. Comparing it to Netflix or Hulu or something like that, Prime even, that makes sense, right? That is an apples to apples comparison. Sure. But unless no Apple intended. TV, yeah, exactly. Unless hmm. Apple TV has a plethora of Star Wars and Marvel related products, as Not well as Disney. 70 years of Disney <laughs> yeah. animated movies, television shows, etc., nothing will compare to Disney Plus. Now, no. even if you're not a Disney fan, Nothing compares to Disney Plus. It just it has too bre- too large of uh, a, a reservoir, too, such a backlog, backlog, back catalog, and yep. new content coming. Now I'm not saying anything bad about Apple TV. It sounds like it might have some great product. It's a it's a good price point. Four ninety nine is certainly comfortable. But Apple TV Plus, sir. Yeah, but don't compare it to Disney Plus. You're just doing yourself a disservice. Well, here's this. I want to, as we were saying before about the uh, the the Patreon with the discords. Uh, I actually want to read a few comments. From the folks on there, get them involved. Oh, you do that then? Yes, cool. Ooh. So this was from uh, on a box because I, I kind of just reached. I wanted to hear a few opinions. Uh, he says uh, I have Netflix oh, no. and Hulu. Also, uh, I'm still on the fence about Disney Plus, but my Hulu sub- subscription is going to be up in November. I haven't heard much about Apple TV Plus, so I might just stick to Disney Plus and Netflix. I'm not renewing Hulu unless it, be- it comes with Disney Plus. So it, it depends. Does. It well, depends on the package yeah. with him. Yeah. Uh, also, another one from. Um, uh, Will's trash. Uh, you know I, you. You know you. You know you mentioned his name. Now we're going to get a call next week. More content for the show. Fantastic. I'm just saying. He says I have Netflix and Hulu and bought and bought into the idea of Disney. Uh, that's enough for me. Besides, they showed uh, about talking about Apple. Uh, they showed about ten original shows, but they better have a lot more than that, even if it's only at five dollars a month. And I think that last part right there is kind of the key yeah. uh, to all of this. I agree, right there, because I, I agree with them. I, you know, I don't. Dis- that's why I said. I said. That's why I said. My, my my biggest takeaway is that you should stop trying to compare this to Disney Plus because Disney Plus is. Un- whether you love Disney or not, again, it just it stands out far, too far above the rest. Now, did you see the Jason yeah. Momoa C trailer today? Uh, I did not. No, it was good. I liked it. It was a. Well, it let was, me say, it let me was this. It was okay. It was okay. It was. It was okay. It's a post. You know, hundreds of it. years in the future, uh, mankind has lost the ability to see, and somehow we're still stumbling through, and everything looks, everything looks really visual, Everybody? but nobody can see. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of one of the problems that I have with the trailer right out of the gate is there are so many visual elements even to themselves. Like at one point they're wearing like war paint and they've got all decorations on them. Yeah, I, 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 put, I thought of that too. Yeah, not something I think uh, a generations of blind people would be concerning themselves with. I understand the point here, you know, in the broader story, I kind of understand where they're going with it. But the fact is they lost me out of the gate because that is just fundamentally it's a fundamental mismatch. You can't have a visually stunning, um, uh, you know, a visually stunning uh, uh, TV 
series, if you will, uh, about uh, uh, generations of people who can't see who have visually stunning costumes and war paint. And I think Jason Momoa looks great, except for the fact that I'm kind of thinking if he was blind, even hundreds of generations of blind, what would be the point of putting war paint on your face? Why would they even do that? What would even be the point of that? Nobody on the planet can see. So what would be the point of war paint? You know, or any, if, if, if I may, any adornments uh, at mm -hmm. all. So I, I feel kind of like I'm a little, you know, mm, uh, I'm a little iffy about it. Looks great. I just don't think the premise lines up with the design of the show. Maybe that's me. Maybe it'll be a huge hit. I don't know. I do know this, OG, and I agree with you uh, 100 percent about your um, uh, about the apples and oranges comparison, because I'm quite sure I'm not going to be able to see the computer wore tennis shoes on Apple TV plus. <laughs> there you go. So and I like me some young Kurt Russell Disney flicks. So I'm, you know, I'm all about that. I, I hear you. I mean, who doesn't love some Kurt Russell Disney flicks? What's the one with the cougar? With what? With the cougar? Isn't there one with, with Kurt Russell and a mountain lion or a cougar? I, there might be. It, it's I, a Disney I don't flick. I just can't remember what it's called. I'll look it's it so up. So hard to remember all of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So hard to remember. I will. All of I will the, get the great Kurt Russell pre Escape from New York movies. It's so it's just so hard to remember them all. <laughs> all right. They also, and you know, and just in sort of the geeky tech portion of the show today, they did show a lot of, I mean, they showed the new iPhone 11. I think the iPhone 11 Max Pro, Pro Max, whatever it is. I mean, that thing looks phenomenal. You know, like, I mean, really phenomenal. And I'm not just saying that because I, I am a fan of the Apple products, which everyone knows that I am. Same here. I'm saying it because if Android had introduced the same advice, I would be as impressed as I am by that device. But, you know, as usual, it's Apple's just one-upping the stuff that they already have out, you know, which I don't think is a bad thing. I just think it's kind of like, okay, well, we're, you know, we're kind of ready for, you know, maybe a new thing. Just yeah, you know, just a new thing. It's the iPad 9.6, but now it's 10.2. Oh, well, okay, great. But where's the new thing is what I'm asking. That's what I don't see. And and I wish there would be a, a new thing of some kind. We're talking music. We're talking movies. We're talking tag. We do everything on this show. A little, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. A little, little something, something. That's how it works. I'm all about that. Uh, where was I? I lost my spot here. Uh, pa pa pa. Hawkeye, Hawkeye Disney Plus series eyes Haley Stein Steinfeld uh, for lead role. I would watch Haley Steinfeld do pretty much anything at this point. By the way, she's also the lead in another one of the Apple TV Plus uh, original programs. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's kind of a modern telling of the story of a young somebody i don't remember i'm em sure nick uh, <laughs> emily dickinson yes emily dickinson thank you sandwich for participating uh and and yeah and it's kind of a young it's 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 i it's like that kind trailer, of done actually. In the manner it's kind of done in the manner that what was that terrible jousting movie oh you know this night's tale it's kind of like that where they're kind of like well this is you know the time period but we're throwing in all of these modern musical elements and other things um, and it looks really interesting, and I'd like to give it a peep because you know Haley Stein, you know Steinfeld is you know cute girl, and she's I think she's a great performer. I have thought that honestly since 
the True Grit remake. So uh, I'm very excited about that. And I hope they get her for this lead role. But I'm really interested to see how her participation in the Apple TV Plus TV show might affect her candidacy for the lead in this Hawkeye show. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess Disney would have to be uh, extra salty and, and jealous ex-girlfriend if they were going to prevent her from doing one or the other, unless it just comes down to a, um, a scheduling issue. Right. Well, if I were Haley uh, Steinfeld, I would be going with Disney. Well, just yeah, saying. very much so. I, I would be going with fucking Hawkeye all day, every day. And like I said, I'm very excited if if they are kind of using the Matt Fraction story. Was it was Fraction? I think it's Matt. Fra- it's Matt Fraction's story, and if, that's been the rumor for a couple weeks now. That yeah, that's if they've where they're been using those. If they use like the that what was that? Maybe 18 issues, something like that. Yeah, something like um, that. But it was great. For, it was a little uh, over a year. It, so was, that's about, yeah, it was. Yeah, right. it was a fan- fantastic. Is this him issues. training his daughter? Is no, it's not his about? daughter. No. It's Kate Bishop is the character that he's oh. training. Um, and it's the Kate Bishop Hawkeye. Is It was the run. And it was good. It was it was a good series. Matt I, Fraction, I think it won a few awards. I think it did it win an Eisner? It did. And it came it out of the blue been. because Hawkeye at the time was still kind of like the Aquaman of the Avengers. Oh, totally joke. Um, <laughs> and, and then this series came out and um, it kind of put the name Hawkeye back into the regular lexicon. For sure. And then from there, Hawkeye is built and become a, 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 another a, another mainstay again, both sure. versions. But I think the Fraction run definitely helped. And it had a very unique look to the book as well between the art, the coloring, and it the did. inking on that, uh, which just helped it and the, the layouts actually too which helped the story flow yeah. uh, so much more so it's going to be kind of cool if they are using the storylines to see how it compares to the storyboarding of a comic even if they're not using the storyline directly but if they're just making it inspired by mm-hmm. or based upon that could be enough to really um, to really elevate it and push it forward for sure what happened with the Instagrams? Uh, the phone is dying. Oh, good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. Um, Did, uh, you know what I always found funny? And the side note, personal side note. Mm-hmm. I always found funny, OG, that you never, you never kind of hopped on the Hawkeye bandwagon. Uh, no, sir. From the Marvel side. <laughs> no, I just sir. found that interesting. No, sir. No. I, 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 there's only one archer. Well, two really. Okay. There There's only Fair two enough. archers that I have room for in my heart. One of them is a fox. Fair enough. The other is Oliver Queen. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. There you go. Fair enough. Uh, so it chapter two came out this past weekend. Uh, it opened up uh, domestically uh, just over ninety-one million dollars. Uh, foreign came in at ninety-four. Um, when you consider the last few days so far worldwide, it's brought in about one hundred and ninety point five million dollars uh no word on the exact budget i know the first one was about like 30 some odd million dollars and brought in a boatload of money uh so it's safe to say that it's already doing pretty well uh as of right now uh now i saw the movie i know kev saw the movie did either of you guys get a chance yet uh, i've never seen the first one if i'm being completely honest sandwich doesn't No, og is afraid to see it because the last one uh they represented the creature as a spider at the end yeah no honestly i'm not a huge i'm not a huge horror fan in general like i've never been a huge outside of like i know that's true outside of a handful of properties 
things like the Evil Dead franchise, things like Slither. It's special what, in my heart. You know, like the, those, those things I enjoy. Those aren't horror movies. Uh, Evil, Evil Dead, Dead Evil Dead, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 1 and 2 are horror movies. They're definitely horror Army movies. Army of Darkness is not a horror movie. It's a comedy. Slither is like a horror comedy. But, They're, you know, um, but no, I, I don't know. I want to see it because of uh, all the accolades it gets. And at some point I will commit to I'll it. I'll say this but, much. Uh, so the first movie, I liked it a whole lot. This movie, I would give it a... I'm going to give it a C plus. Oh, uh, at best, Ooh, it's actually stepped down from his original grade of yeah, B minus. Originally, originally, had like a B minus, but the more I'm thinking about it, uh, and I do have a lot of uh, good things I like about the movie. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, um, but it just didn't deliver in the same way. And the thing is, I've been waiting. Forget the like the comic book movies and the comic book shows and all that stuff yeah. like that's that we we get excited about. This was the most highly anticipated movie for me for this year, and. Uh, the storyline itself I was fine with, but overall it just wasn't nearly as enjoyable mm. um, for a variety of reasons uh, compared to the first one. So, Kev, what would, what, is, what would your grade be on this? I, I, you know, I, I'm going to give it a bit of a higher grade. I'm probably like a, I'm probably like a solid B, I would say. And okay. the reason is because I really, I really, really loved the first one. I really did a lot. And I really liked the second one. But as usual, most things that starred Jessica Chastain just kind of leave me cold. I'm just not a fan. And that's saying a lot considering that she is a redhead. Uh, so, you know, like I, I, I you know, I, I'm felt a little, I, I'm left a little uh, sort of empty with her performance. But again, there were other things here that kind of balanced that out for me. One was Bill Hader. He was great. You could put Bill Hader in anything. And I am entertained every single time. It doesn't matter. Bill Hader could play a psychopath, and I would still be enormously entertained uh, uh, by him. I just think he's great. Even in this, he was fantastic in this. Um, I think what this film uh, suffered from was just being too damn long. I mean, it was like two and change, wasn't it? Oh, it was. And the first one was like an hour and. No, I think the first no, was like no, an no. Hour and forty, wasn't it? No, 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 man. They were definitely no. much more. This one was two forty nine. Two forty nine, and the first movie, one was what? Uh, you have a runtime on the first one? Is it an hour? Is it even an hour? I don't even oh, think it, it's two it, hours. It's got to be two hours. There's no freaking way. It's just. Uh, Are you sure? Stand by to stand by. It okay. Well, is, the one, yes. Um, not where it should be. Keep talking. Uh, so I, I felt the length of it, regardless of, of what the number is going to come up for the first one. I felt the length of this one at 249. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great conclusion to the story. OG will not be afraid of the end of this movie. <laughs> so that's a plus. Uh, and I really thought they uh, I thought they kept a lot closer to the book in many regards. If you've read the book, if you've not, it's a good Stephen King. You know, it's a good like, you know, if you've never read a Stephen King book, I think it is a good one to kind of break the ice on, if you will. Uh, the first um, movie was 226. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, it was it was a bit longer. Well, it felt longer, too. So I guess that's saying a lot also. Maybe mm-hmm. pacing, uh, not so great in the second one as well. All the performances, with the exception of Jessica Chastain, I thought were great. James McAvoy is always great always great in everything yeah Um, he's just a home run every time Um, and then more of the kids as well i don't know this kid's name nick maybe you can look this up the kid that played young eddie um the the hypochondriac kid jack dylan grazer yeah whoever that kid is he's also the kid in shazam 
uh, like the friend, like the oh, disabled I didn't realize friend. That. Yeah, it's the same kid. Okay. That kid is fantastic. I would watch that kid in anything as well. And we also got one of the Stranger Things uh, kids. Michael, I think, is, is the character's name in Stranger Things. I think it's Mike. It's the one who's 13's boyfriend. He also <laughs> plays the young Bill Hader character. Yeah. Uh, as well, and he was fantastic in both films. So here, here's where uh, I, here's where I think this film lacks compared to the first one. Forget the the movie length for a second, because uh, even though there could have been stuff that was trimmed, um, forget that for one second. But I think for me personally, it's the same thing with why I think uh, Stranger Things does is so great. There's something about seeing a story through the eyes of a child, whether it's suspense, whether it's horror, whatever it may be, that makes it a little bit more intriguing coming from an adult. And like the conversation I had with somebody is, it's funny if you see Home Alone through the eyes of a kid, but if you were seeing it through the eyes of the, the adult thieves, it's just kind of like a lame, stupid, goofy movie. So in this case, that's why I think I like the first It movie so much. It seemed a little bit more terrifying, a little bit more reckless coming from the eyes of a of children compared through the eyes of an adult and I think that's just something that kind of I, I think for me anyways that's just kind of how I saw the movie and one reason why I didn't um, it didn't have that kind of same suspense that the first movie might have had with me but again that's just we, me we have to move on or we're going to lose the sandwich so uh, let's move on to our next so you know obviously you're going to want to check out both movies when they when they come out we also recommend that you read the book we always recommend that you read the book um, for most things, this next one is I, maybe this is my angry uh, story of the week. Paramount putting a new face on action hit Face Off. One does not remake a John Woo movie. No, you don't remake. I don't even care if it's the most ridiculous Nicolas Cage, John Travolta movie ever made. And that's saying a lot because John Travolta played the mother in uh, Hairspray. Uh, you do not remake a John Woo movie. I, I don't care what, you know, I even know all the characters' names still because this movie is so uh, such a classic and such a goofy ride. Who doesn't remember Sean uh, Archer and Caster Troy? I mean, for goodness sake, if you've never... Sandwich? Was that it? I saw a gesture, Sandwich. <laughs> I never saw Face Off. Do I understand that you've you have seen not Face-off? seen the 1997 classic... John Woo thriller. Just, just go to YouTube and look up Nicolas Cage face off face waterfalls montage. So I was a, a whole one year old when this movie came out. So get the fuck out of my and house. Now you're a whole two years old. Fifteen years later, it's amazing <laughs> how that happened. Wow, fifteen is that the new math? That's the new math. Uh, uh, sandwich. Write this down on your homework sheet, please. Watch the 1997 classic. Face off. Prepare, we'll give you two weeks for that. Prepare to uh, present uh, a review of the 1997 classic Face Off. We're going to educate this boy um, if it breaks he, all of he us. He wrote it in his notes. I, I would like it presented like a fifth grader's book report. I expect oak tag. I expect pictures cut out from magazines. Nice. I'm, I'm all for that. <laughs> plastic sleeve on the front yeah, and everything. You know, you got to go all out. I want three by five index cards with notes on it so that you can give a proper uh, class presentation. Presentation? Yeah. 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 All right. There you go. Make sure you write all that down. <laughs> this is going to be bonus content for patrons. 
coming in the month of September. Oh, that what that is a great idea. Oh, you know what? Let's develop that. I, I kind know, of really the like sandwich that. Idea. Re- the sandwich report or the education of young sandwich. Ooh, I like that. Write that one down, uh, Nick. The education of the young sandwich. Through the eyes of a sandwich. <laughs> Through the eyes of a sandwich. I mean, I'm ready to donate now. <laughs> Or run away. It works either way for anybody. I mean, I might throw the money and then run out the door. Whatever go. gets me out of here faster. Exactly. Oh, well, that's a little... <laughs> the, uh, the, um, well, it looks like they are going to proceed, at least right now. It looks like they're going to remake this movie. I think it's a, I think it's a worst idea since the talk of remaking Escape from New York. It's just so, a movie that doesn't need to be remade in any capacity at all. At all. I mean, what the <laughs> fuck? It's desperation. There's nothing else that needs to be remade. That's what you got to go to, fucking face off. <sighs> FCC proposes $272,000 fine against CBS for young Sheldon alleged emergency tone misuse. Yeah, and now here's the reason I put this story in the prep sheet. Because fuck the FCC. Yeah, word. For real. So a few things here, and and this kind of makes me a little angry more than anything, so that's why I added it. They use it for part of the show. Right. You know, how many times have have random sound bites kind of been thrown into shows and everything like that, just to kind of get, like, uh, to get people familiar with the situation. No one pays attention to this fucking shit anymore. No. And here's what here's what's going to happen with the FCC. They think they're going to be like these like warriors of justice. You know, you can't do that. You're going to confuse people, blah, blah, blah. The people watching that show... Don't even know what that sound probably is. No. On top of it, they think they're going to be doing justice, but in reality, they're going to cause people their jobs. Yeah. At the same time, whether yep. they're union jobs, whatever, whatever the case may be, someone is, has a chance of losing their jobs or being suspended or whatever the case may be because they're trying to be, I don't want to say justice warriors here, so but. I say CBS fights this and wins because CBS did modify the tone. They did not play it as stands. Very true. And I am willing to bet that if they push it hard enough, they'll come out on top or it'll settle. One way or the other. Um, Nice. So, I mean, that's, I mean, it's my opinion, but I I don't know. But it's, I mean, yeah, the FCC is just ridiculous. They're irrelevant is the problem. They're they're, so irrelevant. they're, They're trying to find relevance in a world where they just don't. Matter and I'll admit I have personal beef with them, so like that's kind of why I, I, I added it. But, but you know, well, just to throw that out there. Um, but yeah, fuck them. F them in the A. Ooh. Sandwich. Your thoughts. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the FCC? Go. Uh, More homework FCC. for next week. Fuck. God damn. The education of young sandwich. <laughs> I I know the next story a little bit. Go go please. Oh, all right. Read, go ahead. <laughs> Haley Atwell joins Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 7. I like the way Haley Atwell looks. <laughs> Thank you for contributing to this podcast, sir. <laughs> that's good. Let's be supportive of Mr. Sandwich. Yes, yes, Mr. Sandwich. Haley Atwell <laughs> is a fine-looking woman. That is true. She also happens to be a human being, you know, with thoughts and feelings. And, uh, you know, she's also a fine performer. You may have enjoyed her in things like Agent Carter or the Captain America movie or uh, some other things as well. So, yeah. And she is uh, she's uh, I like the article says she's trading in Captain America for Tom Cruise as if anyone would make that trade. Yeah. Anyone. (laughs) Uh, With all due respect. Um, I find it hard to believe that it's number seven because. 
I don't know. Somewhere around Ghost Protocol, I was I stopped paying attention to the, maybe the number of the film, and I just don't. Do do we see Ethan Hunt going as long as Bond? I just don't. And Bond's like on what twelve, thirteen, something like that. Something like that. And they've gone halfway, you know, roughly to that already with Tom Cruise. And, well, I mean, he can't play the role forever, I guess. But, you know, I, I don't know. I just think it's really I, – I haven't seen a single one since Ghost Protocol. Um, I'd like to – at some point, I guess, I'd like to sit down and watch them because I enjoyed mostly the, the, the ones up to Ghost Protocol. So, I mean, I guess at some point I would like to see those. Um, but yeah, so very interesting. Yeah. Haley Atwell, that, that will be an interesting, uh, interesting, um, addition to that universe. For sure. Um, we can do one more story, I guess, if you, then we can hit a break after that. That would be timed well. Well, good. And here's a story you may give a damn about Mr. G. I give a damn about stuff? Yeah. John Favreau will reportedly direct an episode of Star Wars for the Mandalorian season two. Okay, I mean, I do give it. I do give a damn about that, um, but quite honestly, I don't want to talk about season two of The Mandalorian until I know or have seen season one. So my problem with this is that mm-hmm. they always put, um, uh, you know, the the horse before the car, or the cart before the horse. There what, is, what is yeah, that? The cart. cart before the horse. Like, there's no reason to have these conversations about season. See, because this is something that you should save. Okay. This this is a news story that you need to sit on, right? And you make this sort of announcement after, at least after season one debuts, because now, like, all right, all the hype around season one. Now we're already hyped about season two. We haven't even. What's left? We'll start. We'll start getting exciting about. Uh, we'll start getting excited about season three, by the time season one debuts. But that, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that being said. Like we knew, I, I don't remember exactly when. Somewhere maybe at the end of season one, we knew for Stranger Things that they had a plan in place for four seasons to build this this story arc. Sure. Don't you feel knowing that they they're already thinking ahead, like they're having a solid director on for season two? Doesn't that at least make you feel a little bit better thinking that all right, there's a plan in place that they're trying to execute, and they're looking for quality people behind? No. No. No, I don't. I, I but, don't, and I'll tell you why. Because I, I I have enough faith in the series just as a whole, um, and I. I don't need to know who's directing season two. I really don't. I, I, I'm glad that it's John Favreau. I'm glad that he's involved. But I mean, look, you can announce it. It's fine. But to me, we, we're always announcing all of these things so far in advance. Mm-hmm. We never get to savor the original context. Uh, it's just my opinion. I, I just don't think we need it right away. I, I, I see both sides of this, though. I see the OG side, which is, I mean, the thing hasn't even, you know, hit hit the ground yet. And we're already talking about how, how we're moving into season two, probably because they're getting ready to go into season two, which is why I imagine this has come out. But the other thing is, this is not a Disney announcement. This is, you know, this is comicbook.com, whoever we got this story from. Right. And the point, I think the point is, is that leaks are a thing. Of course. And, and the fact that we live in, a, a, in an age, you know, an instant news age, uh, Disney could have chose, chosen, I guess, chosen to sit on this story until a more appropriate time. I totally understand that and agree with where you're coming from, except that some idiot would have leaked it out and it would have come out anyway. And maybe that's exactly what's happened here. I'm imagining if season two is getting ready to shoot, they have a whole lineup of directors. And by the way, it's like 
you know, apparently it's a really hot property that people want to direct for because I, I you know, I, I, I think my, my, um, I think my thoughts on that are not everyone will get to direct a Star Wars movie, but a lot of the directors in that age group, uh, uh, the ones who are directing now, uh, uh, you, you know, like the up and coming directors now, they may not get to direct a Star Wars movie, but this is their opportunity to direct something in the Star Wars universe. Sure, I get that. So it's a really hot property for young directors because this is something – Maybe Star Wars is one of the reasons they've gotten into filmmaking. So I can see where all the directors want to work for it. But I also understand that what they're trying to say is, hey, we're going to carry that quality that we've been talking about, you know, since, I don't know, a year ago or whatever it's been. Uh, we're going to carry that into season two as well. So I can see that side of it uh, that Disney allows, you know, maybe these things to come out. I get you. I hear you. Well yeah. said. Well, I think we're ready for our do, first break right there, guys. I think so. Yeah. So, Big Kev. Yes, sir. Uh, take us a break. And with that, uh, OG and Mr. Sandwich and Monty, we will take our first and only break right here on Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 500 and something or other, 50, 67. 57. 57, 57. Uh, the one we're calling Prepare to Be Prepared. Uh, and we'll be right back. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only help. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just nine ninety nine. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition. Sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, joy directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. Yeah, this is Captain Lou Albano, and I'm listening to Kev's Geek Stuff. Okay, you got it? Geek! Captain Lou, and I'm talking to you. I feel so good, so proud, and so fine. Talking to related to you. And we are back. Wow. <laughs> disgusting episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. We're disgusting what? Just a disgusting episode of Big Kev's hey, Geek Stuff. Hey, listen, just because Instagram was on doesn't mean the show is happening yet. I'm allowed to do whatever bodily functions I feel are necessary and appropriate. I'm just glad that was recorded on the backup <laughs> card, and I can put that like at the end of the show or something like that. I got you the music. That would be you do cute. You. Very cute. Do what I can. Uh, what, what was this episode five fifty seven? Prepared the one we're to calling? be prepared. That's the one. We did not. We do not have an episode of uh, game stuff this week. Hopefully, we got what? something. No. Goddamn slacker! You know why there's no episode this week? I hope he's listening. Do you know why there's no episode this week? Why is there no because episode? Because there's huge, huge, huge Red Dead news, and you know how he feels about giving the Red Dead news. 
you know how he feels about it. And that's why there's no episode, because then he would have to, you know, he'd have to break out the old Red Dead Update Report, whatever the hell it was. And he'd have to talk about the amazing, phenomenal first giant expansion of Red Dead Redemption 2 called Frontier something, Pursuits. Frontier Pursuits. It gives the first three classes, Bounty Hunter, uh, I think it's um, Trader, uh, Collector. And what's the other one, uh, Sandwich? Trader, some of that? Trader, yeah, I think it's Trader. These are fantastic uh, new expansions, new roles for characters to play in the online world. It's absolutely mind-blowing. You should go over to um, uh, Rockstar uh, uh, or just Google it and read all about it. I'm telling you, me and Sandwich going to conquer the West with the help of uh, Uncle E-Rock and Cousin Dave. So, well, well, uh, I, and I'll say this much, I'm very intrigued about the uh, Sega Mini that's coming out in just a few weeks. So I would love to hear the Coke Logics voice, even though OG is shaking his head. We'd love to know what why his don't you thoughts. Want the Sega, why don't you want the Sega Mini, OG? Just over minis. Why? I saw, I saw a Neo Geo Mini today. Ugh. Really? And like a Commodore Mini. But, it's got Zork. Fuck yeah, that noise. Commodore. That's good stuff. Yeah. It's like What's the, the Sega Mini gonna? If the Sega Mini has out of this world, it has and there was beast. one, it has, <laughs> yeah. listen, it has uh. Toe Jam and Earl, and that's good enough. But I just yeah, want Toe Jam and Earl has been re-released on better platforms for. You know what it is? It's, it, it's fun when you have people over the house. I feel, and you throw on like the, the mini consoles to, to play a game. Whatever so. you do for fun, Nick, in your personal it's time. It's so cute that Nick thinks he has people over the house. So um, it's. I drink a lot. Has, there's two. I think it's. Out of this world, and I think the other one is Beyond Something. There were two games on Sega that I actually liked and played, and I just don't remember what they are. So. Well, um, what I do know, Big anyway, Kev. That was, uh, that was uh, game stuff. Uh, <laughs> post Big Kev, uh, however he signs off. Well, Big Kev, we do have a, uh, we had a nice sponsor there. Of course, yeah. How could we forget Build X Wing uh, over at buildxwing.com? This is your chance to build the first and only fully scaled 118th uh, uh, X Wing uh, craft from Star Wars, fully detailed with details you probably didn't even know existed, but they do. Uh, and the best part about it is you get a little bit of it each month. You put it together yourself. You do whatever you like with it. You get the magazine full of all kinds of facts and figures uh, and, and detailed instructions how to put it together. Um, and you get all of the uh, all of the side. Uh, well, if you get the advanced, uh, I, I think it's I don't remember if it's special edition or the advanced set or whatever. You get a lot of bonus features with that. You get some landing lights. You get the. Uh, um, the the static figures. These are like the Hummels that your grandmother has. Uh, <laughs> like Luke Skywalker, the pilot, he kind of slips in the cockpit there. Uh, some ground crew, uh, that little uh, pilot transport vehicle as well. These are all great if you're going to display this, even if you're going to display it with your action figures, which, by the way, again, biggest selling point for me on this, 118th scale means you're displaying your action figures with it, in it, around it, up it, down it, side it, left it, whatever it is that you like, this is the piece for you. This is going to be a centerpiece in your collection. Do not miss this opportunity to get a great piece from the people who brought us buildxwing.com. Uh, sorry, buildmillenniumfalcon.com and buildr2d2.com. What's that? What's that sandwich? What's that little motion you're doing back there? Using his jazz hands, I think. 
Sandwich, write this down on your homework assignment. You'll be giving this presentation for Build X-Wing next week. So make sure you get that down. So on that note, what what is a sandwich? What is the phone number that the good people can contact in order to get a this fine piece of uh, memorabilia? Uh, that would be 877-544-6779. And I will say this much, seeing these uh, pieces uh, at uh, Studio OG, um, the pictures don't do them justice. And that's coming from someone who doesn't want to collect Star Wars, has no interest in collecting Star Wars. But uh, I might have stolen from Studio OG when he was not looking, so there's that. I mean, these things happen. (laughs) (laughs) And it happens more often than you realize, which makes it even better. I mean, you know. And notice the show not really being done in Studio OG currently. (laughs) Just just saying. Is what it is. Um, All right, moving on. Um, Sandwich, why don't you start the next, next bit of news here? Oh, the product that we're talking about here? Yes, the, the fine pro- product, the product from uh, Hot Toys, I believe that's from? No, Sideshow, no. Sideshow, Sideshow. How could I ever? These statues are by Iron Studios, Iron Studios and distributed by Sideshow Collectibles here in the United States of America. USA. Iron Studios, I think, I don't, are they Brazilian? Um, I seem to recall. I, them being somewhere else, but I could be wrong about that. I'll see if I can find that out as you guys begin to talk about them. So what do you got there, uh, Sandwich? So in front of us we have, uh, from the animated Dungeons and Dragons series, the Battle Diorama like series itself. Okay. We got the Dungeon Master, Sheila the Thief, and Eric the Cavalier in front of us. Yes, Brazilian is the home origin of Iron Oh, they Sunia. are Brazilian. Okay, yes. great. So... These fine pieces, like I said before, from the 1983 mm-hmm. Dungeons & Dragons oh, well sandwich TV series. That's, that's called retention. That's good. <laughs> we like to see that. Progress. You, you look at these pieces, and if you're a Dungeons & Dragons fan, you know you want these in your home. I mean, they look like a Dungeons & Dragons piece should look. They look fantastic. Do you think they do a good job representing the animated characters from that series, Sandwich? From what I remember from the series, you know, from my childhood. um, No, the answer to that would be no, because you don't remember the series, you childless, strange little man. How dare you sit next to me? Shift your position, you bastard. Don't you speak about these pieces. You don't have to seriously shift your position. Get back in place. OG, 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 maybe you can chime in here and and tell us about what the world was like in 1983 when you were in college and this was on. Times were much simpler then, Big Kev. I'll tell you that. There were no sandwiches in the world. That's for sure. (laughs) I mean, maybe an occasional hero. Perhaps a submarine. Only hoagies and heroes. <laughs> no sandwiches. How do you know my father's name? <laughs> so what do you know? Okay. So OJ, what do you think of the, the like the looks of the statues? I mean, they look they they nail the classic representation of the animated series. I mean, they do look Sandwich, like they have jumped off the, the page, um, or uh, uh, jumped can, out can of the series. Hold up some of the boxes to Instagram so we can see. Is there art mm-hmm. on the outside of the box? Um, there's not really art out on the outside of the box. Oh. It is just the well. There's images on the outside of the box of the actual product. So it's funny and. Kev, you'll appreciate this probably. Um, yes. The only way that I can describe these is they are perfect representations of the character, and yet somehow they look better than the animated series did itself. <laughs> That's pretty does, good. does that make sense? Like, does yeah, it makes total sense okay. actually. So, I, well, mean, I mean, it's 1983 right. animation. Correct. Uh, realized in the 21st century in 3D. So yeah, I get it. I mean, what a better selling uh, uh, point. 
uh, I don't think you can make a better selling point than that. OG is the fact that these look even better than the uh, than the original animation on which they are based. Now, for those of you that are unfamiliar, oh yeah, that's what I mean. Hold that up, OG, to Instagram. Uh, let's have a oh look. It's got that sort of uh, replication, if you will, of the uh, the old red box. Yeah, there he is, Dungeon Master. Really amazing. Those are really really amazing. Um, uh, just just so you know, in, in this, this series, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, and you should, um, it was uh, animated series 1983 and 1985, and they basically took kind of sort of the core uh, 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 character classes, if you will, at, at will. And the premise of the show is these kids go on the Dungeons and Dragons like roller coaster ride at some. Uh, fair or amusement park or, or carny festival. It was Bocraft. And uh, they are magically transported to the world of Dungeons and Dragons where they each are given sort of an item that grants them the powers of that class. So there's Hank, uh, who's the ranger, who gets a magical, magic missile bow is, great, is the, the only way I've ever described it, is basically a bow that shoots magic missiles, not arrows. So he never runs out. Um, Sheila the Thief, I think, was given sort of a cloak of invisibility. Correct. Um, Diana the Acrobat, which, by the way, at the time, I think was a fairly new class because it's not one of the original classes. And she was given like a staff. Right. Uh, which which to her those powers. And there was Eric the Cavalier, who was given a shield, you know, kind of a really powerful, probably plus something shield. Uh, and then there was little Bobby, the little kid who was given a club, and he was the barbarian, which I always thought was hysterical. They have a little baby unicorn that is kind of sort of the comic relief uh, uh, member of the group. He was the snarf I think of the group. He's the snarf of the – he doesn't speak, thank God. But he does make an annoying sound, and if you watch the show, it's got to be they did – they got to have used a goat for that sound because it's horrendous. Hmm. Uh, and uh, and they are uh, they are guided through this world by appropriately a little diminutive man called Dungeon Master. Right. So, and everybody's ideal of what a Dungeon Master should look like is based on this little impish creature. They were being pursued by Venger, sort of the embodiment of evil in the world. Uh, and he was, I think he was after their, I think sort of after their bits of things. Um, and, uh, they all also often faced off or ran away from Tiamat the dragon. The first time we ever got a look at an animated Tiamat dragon, that's an evil dragon with all the evil colored heads, blue, white, red, all the color black. I think I'm missing one green. Um, and that was a frequent character on the show. And it seemed like Tiamat was always after Venger. So there, I don't know, there was some something going on w with all that. In any event, if there's a venue at which you should uh, you can check out the show, you should because it's really, really it's, it's cute almost. Um, but it has that whole Dungeons and Dragons element. And now, 100 years later, we are finally seeing product from that show. There was no product ever created for that show there were no action figures there were no i don't know that there were any coloring books which is a surprise for the early 80s i don't even know that there was any of those there might be i might be wrong but i do know there was no product associated uh, or created that was associated with these characters 
until the official DVD release. Do you remember that, OG? We talked about it on this program. I do, I do. And you know, just real quick, Kev, funny, as I was talking about before with like the vintage episodes, you guys actually just uh, critiqued it with uh, Mr. Fantastic. Uh, I want to say maybe four vintage episodes ago, something like that. So, uh, and, and you guys bashed it. We bashed it. You, it was the it was like the box set, like the collector set, because you were saying that like uh, the vinyl figure was like, a, if I recall correctly, like a, it looked like one thing, but it was actually like a piece of crap or something like that. I don't remember I don't, the exact I wording. I don't recall it coming with a vinyl figure. I think the thing that I liked most about it one was it, it actually came. The whole set came in an oversized box because in it was a book was a reference book for all of the characters in D&D, I'm going to say fourth edition, probably right around that time, right, OG? Yeah, it was, think. It was probably fourth edition or three, five, maybe, something, somewhere right, right around there. And it gave the stats for all those characters that I just mentioned, you Correct. know, and it gave the, the, the pro, and that I thought was a humongous deal. I thought that was really awesome. Plus those weapons, uh, you know, like that bow and some other things. I don't know. I don't remember if Dungeon Master is in the book, but I'm sure everything else was. And uh, I thought that was actually really a boon for them to add. Of course, the package design on that that old DVD release was also sort of the red box packaging, kind of like what's being emulated here uh, that OG just showed us a, a bit ago on Instagram uh, for these figures. So, yeah, I don't know. Old D&D cartoon is having this this revival. You know, a different company, not Iron Studios, I don't remember who, and uh, maybe uh, OG or Nick could look this up on Sideshow really quick, actually did a Venger statue. It's not the same scale as these Iron Studio pieces. However, I always thought, or once I saw the Iron Studio pieces coming out, I always thought they would look great, sort of right around the bottom of Venger, who is much bigger. Um, the Venger piece is, uh, is much bigger. I always thought they would look great, sort of set up right around the bottom of there, and that's how I'm going to set mine up in my storage unit. PCS Collectibles so, is the company that put out the Venger statue. Oh, there you go. So uh, you can check all of these things out over at uh, wonderful Sideshow Collectibles or SideshowToys.com. Uh, and you can see, I don't know that they're sold out. Are they sold out, these pieces? Um, I would think, if anything, Dungeon Master might be, but I don't know about the rest of them. Yeah, I, d- I don't think that they're sold out. No, I'm not too sure. Well, there you go. You still have plenty of opportunities to get on board. And what are these? These are about six inches tall, OG, would you say, scale-wise? Um, yeah, thereabouts. Thereabouts. Dungeon Master himself is probably about five or six inches so the other ones are probably closer to eight. Oh wow okay they're a little bit bigger than i expected so right on right on iron studios we don't uh review a lot of iron studios product here because it's it's usually quite expensive yeah, so eric, these, eric the cavalier is 7.8 inches but he's on a little bit of a base so maybe it is a oh, six okay. inch scale there you go and hopefully we'll have right. uh we'll have another hot toy for next week so and again prepare to be prepared One last thing that we have to hit on for today, Uh, as we've mentioned um, on the show before, we've uh, talked about artist uh, George Vega, awesome guy, had him- Yes, right from Vegemation Press. Long time friend of the show. Yep, had him uh, at the Gotham Comics for a few events, uh, teaching kids some uh, drawing, showing showing off some of his stuff. I picked up a few things, great artwork. I uh, saw him recently at the uh, Philadelphia Comic Book Convention, which was like a month-ish ago. Um, is that Keystone? Yep, that was Keystone, That was which was a great show. Again, I recommend people checking out there in the area. Uh, and he has a new Kickstarter that is out 
uh, the World of M comic. Uh, it's on Kickstarter right now. <clears throat> it has uh, 16 days to go. Um, as part of the premise of the comic, it's a steampunk fantasy adventure story set in a world where machines, magic, and mayhem are the order of the day. We follow Jack Mast, a man that uh, must unburden himself from his past and rekindle a friendship with a, sentiment, a, a sentient steamboat called Walter Tank. Now, on this uh, page, he actually has it set up properly unlike some other Kickstarters mm-hmm. where you can you can watch his video. Yeah. You can see what the storyline kind of is about. Uh, and you get a real uh, feel for the essence of the story. He released some of the World of M as a webcomic um, probably three or four years ago. Okay. Um, and I read them as they were coming out. They were good. I mean, I like George's storytelling. I like his art style. So, um, and definitely, you know, I would recommend going and supporting the Kickstarter. I always recommend supporting independent comic book artists For when sure. they're creating work. I mean, it's, you almost can never go wrong. But, uh, but George puts out quality products, so I would definitely say go check it out. He does. I had him uh, do a World of, uh, War of the Worlds uh, Tops trading card uh, for me. He had a blank card that he did some artwork on that. Oh, nice. Uh, which I have somewhere upstairs. Um, <laughs> and just really phenomenal work. He has uh, plenty of different tiers. Uh, $7 for a digital copy. $10 gets you a digital and physical copy of the book. Uh, Ooh, physical. 15 How, how quaint. <laughs> 15 you get your name in the book. Uh, 30 or more, you get everything I just mentioned, uh, plus uh, some prints. Uh, for 40 uh, you can get a sketch cover, uh, a half body inked and commissioned, and a whole bunch of others, a lot actually, uh, going up to uh, $300. Um, so there's a What's little. What's three hundred? If three, if we spend three hundred dollars, do do I become a character in the book? You know what? Because that's what I'm, I'm looking for here. I'm looking for you know me to be a character in the book. You might be in for volume two of the book if that's <laughs> the case, because. Um, Would I, I be the protagonist in volume two? Because that might be worth. That might be worth. Yeah, it. That might be worth a conversation. I mean, uh, you, you know that you know the George, so you can actually just be uh, oh. just text him, be like uh, WTF. Listen, I, I make a lot of fun of Vegemation Press, but let me tell you, George Vega is a talented artist and a talented storyteller, and I love that guy. Every year that he comes to New York Comic Con, I am overjoyed that I get to see him. Him and our friend Caesar have been heroes uh, at New York Comic Con the That's last true. couple of years by helping us out. You know, uh, uh, you know, the one year there, I, we it was not last year, it was the year before you were away, right, OG? Is that uh, right? Correct, yes, two years ago. Yeah, so two years ago, uh, you know, I only had the sandwich and uh, and some other nut helping uh, me out with the booth. And uh, uh, George Vega and, and Caesar were my personal heroes uh, 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 for that show. So I want to uh, and, and shows since they always lend a hand and we're happy and, and, and proud and, and, and everything else to promote them. So, yeah, definitely check out George's Kickstarter. We got a link for that on, on the website or we're going to. You know, I can drop that in the discord and we can put it on the Facebook Let's as put well. It on the Facebook page as well. Yeah, yeah definitely get it out there. Yeah. And again, just to talk about how awesome of a guy he is when I was at Philadelphia, uh, towards the end of the day, he saw that uh, myself, my friend and her three year old daughter were just kind of exhausted. And he goes, guys, this is your booth, too, if you want to sit down relax no problem you can even leave your stuff here whatever's easier for you and you know when you're traveling with a three-year-old that's exactly what you want to hear that's like (laughs) the nicest word you can hear somebody say other than we have some snacks would you like some snacks george George is good people he always has been just to talk about his character like i said he's a he's a good and 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 we're very happy and proud to be able to promote his kickstarter now this this also i did mention his name so we should say 
Caesar is an amazing tattoo artist. Check him out over where, OG? Uh, if you go to Victorian Inc. on Facebook or Instagram, you can find his uh, his stuff. He is local to uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey. He's a fantastic tattoo artist. Uh, good friend, personal friend. He did a and, uh, Nightcrawler for you? He, what did he, he's done everything. He did Nightcrawler. He did R2. Oh, he did all your stuff. Okay. Yeah, he did my, uh, my wash piece. I think he's done almost everything except for one thing that I have. He's done a bunch of work on my wife, a bunch of work on my friends. Nice. Um, he didn't has he, has he gotten tooth. his Has he gotten his hands on your kid yet? <laughs> uh, not yet. Oh, okay, not you got to wait till you're like ten for that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. At least ten. The rules have changed in Jersey since you moved away, yeah. sir. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. Drastic changes. <laughs> aren't you, aren't you, uh, OG? Aren't you due for a new arrow? Um, at some point soon, I got to figure it out. It's always a balancing act of what I'm going to get and where I'm going to get Hand, it. But handcuff arrow. But uh, yeah, either that or uh, either that or I like the smoke bomb arrow design too. So it's something, well, something in that ball, something in that ballpark. There's always something. The, hand, going the problem on. with the handcuffed arrow is, I mean, if you look at it, um, and you can prepare to to hit that music as soon as I'm done saying this, the handcuff arrow really uh, looks like dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what a perfect way to end the goddamn show right there. <laughs> Take a look at it. The next time you have a Green Hour comic book in front of you, or Google it, dick and balls. It's, no, you're not wrong. Don't, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Just don't do it at work, whatever you do. I, yeah. think the, I think the freeze arrow would also be excellent. Just just throwing that out there. Yeah, there's a couple of really good, there's a couple of really solid choices in that, in that but, but I don't... You, I, you get them all eventually. Eventually. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Well, on that note, I think we should uh, wind it down. You can catch us at uh, on the Facebooks at uh, for uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff. You can check us out on our website, BigKev'sGeekStuff.com. Uh, reminder that we have the, uh, the Begathon going on right now to help us get to New York Comic Con. Right, Sandwich? Because you're yes. paying attention? Yes. Right? Yes. You're all about the Begathon, right? Absolutely. You know everything about the Begathon. I'm about to get tattooed across my forehead. That's a bit extreme. You just just on and, your hand. And what, oh, hold on. And what tattoo artist is going to do that? Caesar. There you oh, go. There you, oh, God. He is good. And, and Elizabeth. Any any help would be uh, great. You can hit us up on the PayPal. You can go to our website. You can click the PayPal button uh, in order to uh, hook us up. Uh, if you want to leave a voicemail on this lovely show, uh, Sandwich, uh, where can they call? 201 uh, Four, seven. And remember, you can go to patreon.com backslash bkgeekstuff where there are plenty of Patreon tiers so you can help with the show. Just getting into the Discord alone is probably worth it. And there's a bunch of other tiers after that too. So uh, you should definitely check them out there. Uh, Kev, what is your social media? My social media is uh, Big Kev, uh, BK Geek Stuff on most platforms except the Xbox where I am Big Kev GS. Uh, where you can join myself, the sandwich, Uncle E-Rock, and Cousin Dave as we bring order to a lawless Old West. There you go. OG. Uh, you can find me. I am Geek Stuff OG across all of the social media platforms. I am already starting to laugh. <laughs> I just I know where this is going, and I'm already start, Hold on. starting to laugh. Hold so on. Well, let's, just, let's just do it. The, the other sponsor of the program, which we haven't mentioned, Beer. So I, I feel pretty good and numb yeah. at this point. So sandwich, go ahead, sir. You can find me on Xbox Fuck. <laughs> at Fat Dumbledore. I wanted to hang for a little minute to see if he would start laughing before I said it. 
Honestly, as soon as you took a breath, I was like, can, 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 you, can you spell that out, please? I sure can. F A T D O M B L E D O R E. Fat Dumbledore. I don't like how you put the emphasis on the fat. Oh, so I'm looking right at my. Where do I emphasize that then? No, listen. In case you don't confuse it with other Dumbledores, it's that Dumbledore. That's right. That's Just right. in case you need a reminder. Uh, and I am Monty's Mayhem on uh, the Instagram, the Snapchat, the Twitters, um, bah, 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 and uh, the Reddit. Because why the hell not? Oh, well, oodle Yeah. Uh, I didn't prepare for a, a joke social media <laughs> thing, so I was like, oh, I need something random. Um, I think that's just about it. Uh, would that be Kev? With that, uh, Mr. Monty, OG and the sandwich, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. Episode 557, the one we're calling Prepare to Be Prepared. Uh, the way we end some shows by saying... Troll the respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music.